0: And sometimes we can struggle with charging what we're worth or we can struggle with really doing that sales process because we think that we have to either A, be so amazing that we're going to over deliver, or B, we have to manipulate them into buying for us. And that is not what conversion or even improving the sales process, that is not what it's about. Today, we're going to continue our five-part series on how to simplify your business, streamline it, and be more successful in it. And so we really have had such a great time already talking about several of the steps towards a simple and successful business. The first step was really about knowing your worth. The second step was about designing your business very deliberately and with focus. And today, we're going to talk about why it's so important to focus on sales over marketing. What do you think, Laura?
1: Yes, I'm intrigued because I think that I see so many people putting their marketing first, like one of the very first things that they do before they set up their business, like the business gets set up and then big marketing plan. So <laughs> um,
0: I'd be surprised if that many people even do a marketing plan. It's like, hey, I see so many people in business groups, like kind of reaching out and be like, okay, I've got my website up. What do I do now? And I'm thinking, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a plan before the website? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so, you know, one of the things I get asked a lot is what's the difference between sales and marketing? Because I think a lot of people have kind of combined it or they have they don't really understand the different processes. Well, isn't marketing sales? Isn't sales marketing? No, it's not, actually. So let's clarify the difference between sales and marketing. When I think of sales, I think it's the things that you're doing that's focused on conversion. So that might be a sales call or that might be a sales page, right? So there's some piece of that process that where it's really focused on converting someone who's already interested. Marketing, on the other hand, is about creating new leads. It's about marketing to a wider audience to spark interest, to get people interested in what you're offering so then they can move into the sales portion of your business so that you can convert them.
1: Yeah. It makes so much sense. The marketing piece is really the relationship building, right? It's like you're telling the story of your brand, you're educating, and these people are opting in and learning more about you. And they're possibly interested in working with you and converting to a paid client, or they might just simply keep watching and go on their way. And so people get lost there. If you don't understand that distinction of like sales is actually the conversion of a fan or a follower into that paid client, they've decided to be a customer or a client. And then that's where you get paid, which is how our businesses are actually going to be sustained.
0: (laughs) That's right. And you know, what happens is that a lot of people are focused on marketing, that the process and the systems and the strategies that are about marketing, which is fine, except they don't know how to convert. They don't know how to take all those leads or take all that interest and actually convert them into paid clients. And so I wanted to do a little math. I know we don't do very much math on this, you know, podcast, but we're going to do math today. I know, right? And so I want to look at what happens because one of the things that I find is really important is before you focus Focus a lot on marketing, you need to get really good at sales. That means you need to have a high conversion in terms of leads turning into sales. That actually needs to come first. And here's why. So let's say you need two clients, right? So maybe you want two new clients a month. Let's just say that's kind of your goal. If you are converting at 50%, you only need four leads or four calls, right? If you're doing sales calls. Four. Okay. Now, if you want 10 new clients. At 50% conversion, you need 20 calls. And that gets to be a lot. Can you imagine kind of having 20 calls in a month? That's at 50% conversion. Now, most people, if they're doing things like sales calls or doing things like going out and having long chats or discovery calls or, you know, those kind of things, they're maybe converting at 10%. So here's the difference. If you're converting at 50% and you want two clients, you have to have four calls. If you want those same two clients, but you're only converting at 10%, you need 20 calls. If you want 10 clients and you're converting at 10%, you have to have 100 calls, (laughs) a hundred calls. Right. (laughs) Right? So this is the reality that I think we've lost is that we're so focused on getting the leads, but then we don't know how to convert them or we struggle to convert them. We struggle to really tell people the information they need. Now, I am not talking about manipulation conversion. So just if you don't know me very well or you haven't ever seen my things, I'm very clear about doing ethical marketing. I'm very clear about authentic marketing and sales. So this is not like we're manipulating people to have a higher conversion rate no we're just giving people the information they need to make a clear decision or we're attracting the right people that we need to convert so there's all these pieces that we can improve very authentically and very ethically so just to kind of put that thing in the sand so you can see why it's so hard to convert like how much like conversations we have to have how many leads we have to have if we're not converting high
1: Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. And what's really interesting is what's happening psychologically for many of us when we are looking at our Twitter or Instagram, you know, and like, well, I've got 2000, I'm up to 3000. It's like, we're we're focused on getting more people to just follow or like our stuff. But many of those people are not hot leads. And they're not going to convert. And there's a lot of energy going at like getting people kind of in front of your business but what you're talking about is so important because it's like wait a minute if we get really clear with the numbers and we really work on attracting the right type of client and then on our you know being able to convert them like you said not by manipulating but just being like hey this is what i have to offer and you've attracted your ideal client then that's going to happen a little bit more easily. And I speak from personal experience. I have seen this happen once I started niching down, you know, because as a psychotherapist, I was a little afraid to get into like, I'm only working with entrepreneurs and leaders, you know, that was a little bit of a a scary step because prior to that, I could work with anyone that was possibly struggling with certain um, mental health issues that I specialize in. But to say, ooh, this is a particular group, But what has happened since I got much more clear in myself about who I wanted to work with, and then I got clear about my message, then those people, those that call me by the time they actually end up on a call with me, they're really already very similar to what I like to work with, and I'm who they like to work with, you know, so definitely seeing that happen by like not having the big net, but really getting clear.
0: Yes, and that's why step two, which we talked about last week, is so important. Designing with a niche, getting really focused on who you're targeting. You know, this is what's important for a simple business. Otherwise, what most people are doing right now is they have too wide of a net, is what you said. You know, they're targeting too broadly, they're reaching out to too many people, and they're 100% just focused on the marketing side. So they're not converting, they're not bringing sales in, but guess what? They are damn exhausted. Right, they're exhausted. Are they're having to hire a bunch of people to do a bunch of things because they are trying to do it all? And you know, let me bring it in because sometimes when I start to talk about this, a lot of people are like, "Well, I don't want to have sales calls. I just want to have a sales page, and you know, they'll just buy if they want me if it's a good sales page." Okay, so let's bust through that myth a little bit. Let's unpack that a little bit <laughs> because, first of all, if you got a product over a hundred dollars, right, and if we're in a service business, all of us do it is very hard to sell from a sales page. Now, if you're really, really amazing at marketing, or you are such a brilliant copywriter, like, I mean, you're stellar, you understand all the marketing language, you understand how to handle it all, you know exactly what to do, sure, maybe you convert a little higher. If you're in the thousands, you can't convert without a sales call. It is very rare. There are some people who will sell you the tool to do that, they will sell you the hacks to do that, but it is very rare that that works. So. Let's say you still want to use a landing page. So of all, I, w- I did some research and I looked at, again, so a few numbers. I know this is shocking, right? We're doing numbers here. Yes, I like it though. I know, me too. So I looked at what is a typical landing page conversion. Now, when you look at landing page, you're talking about like the best marketers in the world who are using landing pages, people who are making billions of dollars, that use landing pages. And then you've got like those of us who might have a solo business and, you know, we're doing a little landing page, right? So this is the variation, but the average conversion from a landing page is 2.3%.
1: Wow.
0: So forget the 10% or the 50%. You're lucky if you get 2.3%. Now the highest people, so the top of that, you know, 25% of landing pages, which will be the people who are making the millions and the billions and marketers. The top 25%, they only convert at five percent.
1: So even if you're doing it really, really well, that's a very small conversion rate. Kind of makes me think of emails, you know, like the open email rate. It's apparently not that high for anybody. <laughs>
0: That's right exactly and so you've got all these people who are like oh no so so let's just say you were converting at that high rate say you were converting at five percent to get 10 clients you would need 200 good visitors but you know if you were converting at one percent which is probably where most of you are here on this podcast listening then you need a thousand people to come to that landing page for 10 clients a thousand people so you know maybe you've got that congratulations if you've worked on your traffic to get that much thousand people there every month because, again, you want to be creating clients all the time. But I think it's really interesting that we put so little attention and effort into the sales process, but so much attention and effort into the marketing and the lead generation process. And then we waste all these beautiful leads because we can't convert them.
1: Yeah. Yes. And so people think that they're, and I probably had this same thought that, oh, I'm doing sales When I put up a sales landing page, that's my sales strategy for the month. And you're saying, actually, no, that's a marketing strategy.
0: Well, putting the sales page up, like having a sales page can be part of your sales process. But in order to make that work... You have to be stellar. You have to know exactly who your target market is. You have to know how they think, what's going to inspire them to buy. You have to really work that page to such a high degree psychologically that there's conversion. And even at the best conversion, that will be 5%. So then you still have to get a lot of leads to come to that page.
1: Yeah. So what should we be doing when we bring it back to the basics of sales? Like what are our essential steps?
0: So I think what I want you all to do is to put a lens around your activities that is sales-focused versus marketing-focused. So in other words, what actions am I taking that actually convert to sales? So most of us, if we've been in business for even a year, even six months, even a month, right, depending on when you've been in your business, and especially those who've been into business long-term, you can go back through the data. Where did your converted clients come from? Where did they come from? Now, what's so fascinating is when I ask these questions, 99% of women say they came from their relationships. They came from referral. They came from a networking event. They came from being on, like, connected to someone. Uh, They came from some other relationship that they already had, right? Maybe a partnership. That's where, like, 99% of women businesses kind of get a lot of their conversions from a relationship. And I think fantastic
1: word of mouth,
0: right? Right. I'm like, so why are you spending so much time on social media? Has any of your clients ever come through social media? And most people say no. Now, maybe someone heard about you. They ended up in your, you know, Facebook group, or maybe they ended up, you know, following you for a while. And six months later, you know, maybe, yeah, they, then you finally had a conversation and they converted. But how many of the relationships that we have could we convert faster if we had a sales focus? a lens on that versus a marketing focus. Oh, I need to get so many people to follow me. I need to get so many people you know, to be on my email list, but then you have no idea how to convert them. So it's just, the first thing is really having a different perspective, having a different lens. So if I'm looking at through that sales lens, I'm really looking at what activities can I do to convert people? Am I good with relationships? Am I good at networking? Where has my previous people come from?
1: Yeah. yeah. I really like this because, you know, speaking back, the whole point of this series is to simplify things. And I think that like you're saying, people, you've kind of gotten away. Many of us have gotten away from that piece of starting with the sales and where did those sales already come from and go back to what's already worked. You know, and many of us are feeling like, oh, I'm an innovative, creative entrepreneur. So I got to keep trying new things, keep just designing a new landing page, keep getting my Insta stories to get more traffic and, and get more visibility. But that does. And then psychologically speaking, that does take a lot of energy. It does. That is why it's no longer as simple. It's not that, like you said, it may not work or, you know, there's like reasons why that is still a strategy for some. But if we want to be honest here, it's not as simple. And when you want to bring it back to simplicity, it is always good to be like, wait, what is working and how do I maximize more of those relationships? Or, or even if you've got this snazzy new sales page, it's like really... Create, reaching out and um, maybe emailing all of your referral bases and be like, Hey, I have this new offer. And I thought of you because you've been such a great, you know, referral source in the past. And I'd love to be a support, you know, and here's my new thing, my new group or class. Yes, 100%.
0: And, you know, I think part of what's happened is that, you know, women don't like to sell. Right. Yeah. And so putting up a landing page or putting up like inspirational quotes on Instagram, like those things are not us directly selling. Therefore, in some ways we feel like they're easier. You know, we don't focus as much on the piece that is like the heart of what we need to do, right? Because if we have to focus on sales, then we have to handle our psychology around our value, around our worth, around why someone should pay us, around money right? All of that stuff has to be handled. And I actually think that this is why people have a marketing focus instead of a sales focus. And this is also why we said in step one, you have to do the worthy work.
1: (laughs) Yes. I, I totally agree because when you said that, I was like, well, those things are buffers, you know, the sales page and the Instagram post, those feel safe. Yeah. They feel safe because we often as women, we're like, look what I got. Like, and if you're interested, like, let me know, but I'm not gonna (laughs) be in your face about it. But then we're like kind of just back here in the background and there's a lot going on for people. There's a lot of information. We live in information overload. So it's really important to think like, how are you just gonna be clear? Because you're offering, this comes back to something I've heard you say a lot. We don't need to worry about being in their face with something if we really come back to like, this is something that I created because I know it helps you. I know it helps people, right? That's right. At the you know, base of all this, I've created my business to solve a problem. And do you believe in that solution? Are you really passionate about what you're here to sell? Then this is coming not from a place of manipulation, not trying to hook somebody in, but it's just like, did you know, I hear, you know, you're, you said you were struggling and did you know I have this? I have this product. I have this service. So I think that is spot on. And even, you know, I have definitely done my own work on that, you know, in the last 12 years, being the entrepreneur, you were already in that space when I met you and I was in the nonprofit sector. And wow, many of us as therapists coming from that space, nonprofit into private practice, you will, you have to coach us on not going sliding scale right out the door. Cause we're like, Oh, hi, you want therapy? I have a sliding scale. Yeah. I have a sliding scale. You know, they haven't even like asked anything yet.
0: <laughs> think, and this is like, I mean, and it's so funny because I've heard lots of people in the industry. So true. And women in general, like I all, like I will have had clients where I'll listen to their sales calls and I'm like, you're, you're actually like downselling them before they've even said anything. Like, like right up front, they're like, yeah, and if you want a discount or, you know, like, yeah, and if you need some free help, I'll help you. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Mind blown, what is going on over there? But, you know, the, I think that is so typical of, you know, really women and definitely specific industries where there is a lot more struggle with charging what you're worth, nonprofits, therapy, things where we are here in business to serve people, right? Our mission is not lots of money. I mean, that's definitely never what I've been focused on in all of my 20 years of working. I have never said, I just want to make money off people, right? I just want to serve. I want to help people. And so sometimes we can struggle with charging what we're worth, or we can struggle with really doing that sales process because we think that we have to either A, be so amazing that we're going to over-deliver. Our B, we have to manipulate them into buying for us. And that is not what conversion or even improving the sales process, that is not what it's about. There are lots of unethical salespeople, all right? So we'll put them in a category, unethical salespeople. And there is a way to be beautifully ethical as well. And for all of us, it's a, it's a skill building area, So I know that my clients, when they come in, I teach them very specific ways to sell, to ethically sell, but to also really do it in a way that allows people to gain the information they need to make a clear decision. Because here's the truth. Right now, we are bombarded in every industry with an overflow of people, right? So if I'm looking for someone, if I'm looking for a life coach, if I'm looking for a business coach, if I'm looking for a psychotherapist, right? Where do I start? There is millions of people out there. Usually I'll start by asking for referrals, right? This is ding, 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 a really great way to sell. But you know, put that aside, even if I go to a post in a Facebook group or something like that and I'm asking for referrals, I'm asking for people, there can be hundreds of answers. How am I to discern? So I can go to people's websites Oftentimes, everybody sounds the same. Oftentimes, people don't know how to communicate the value that they offer. And that's what we're talking about with that higher sales conversion and that focus on sales over marketing. How do we help people see what we offer, help people understand how we can help them? So often, we're watering down who we are and what we're about, trying to sell to them. You know, And that can be a whole nother category and a whole nother picture. One of the things that I think is really important is that the more bold we are, the more real we are. The more clearly in some ways we repel people who are not aligned with with who we are or what we want to serve. That is actually way more effective, you know, because we need to stand out in today's marketplace, but that's kind of a side note and a tangent.
1: <laughs> but a good little tip. Yeah. It's like you don't want to just be generic copy and everyone can relate to you. It's like you really want to just own who you are and the people that really resonate with you are going to be attracted to that. Yeah. Yeah. And again that's like more simple. I mean, we really overcomplicate so many aspects of our business and I know this is why we wanted to have this five part series was because like we can really make things more complicated for ourselves and when you come back to the basics like be you, be clear about what problem you're trying to solve, be clear that you understand the pain points of your clients, and then make relationships with people that are most likely going to need your help and spend your time and energy there versus kind of all these bells and whistles and like kind of this dancing that we do all around what we're really wanting to say. And I do think psychologically, it comes back to kind of this fear that we really have. We say that we are all about this and we want to uh, sell or do this product or you know have this business, but really you have to show up. You have to show up in order to really do that. And that can be scary in something that we don't talk enough about. It's like, okay, yeah, you've got your business. Do you actually have the, the emotional cinema <laughs> that you need now to, to go forth? Yes.
0: And, you know, we like the sales part. You know, that we can't talk about it if we're not dealing with the steps beforehand, right? So this is why I talked about knowing your worth and doing the worthy work is so important because if you don't do that ahead of time, you are gonna do it in the sales process. Like you, you will hit against it consistently every time you try to sell. You're hitting against that worthy work. So that worthy work is really important. And similar in step two, you know, last week we talked about how we wanna design to our strengths. Well, one of the things I find is that it is harder to sell something that you are misaligned with and a lot of people are selling the things they're misaligned with. They're selling something they think they're good at. They're selling something they think they can do. They're selling something they think someone else wants instead of what really lights them up or instead of what feels easy to them or instead of their genius. You know, if you've ever read The Big Leap, a lot of times they're selling things in their zone of excellence, not in their zone of genius. And guess what? It's harder to sell because a part of you can feel the misalignment. And a part of you is like, I don't know, do I really want clients? Do I really want a lot of clients. I'll be so exhausted if I'm delivering that to a lot of clients. And it might all be unconscious, but it's showing up.
1: Oh, I have definitely had that happen before where I'm like, what's wrong? Why is this thing not selling? I'm like, oh, because I don't really want to do it. (laughs) Sounded good in theory, but I don't really want to show up for that. That's right. And
0: this is a process that you have to continue to do over and over again, because you need to ensure that you're aligned in what you're selling. You need to feel the the value in it. And you need to have done the worthy work to know that you are beautiful and amazing and that the gift that you have to offer is what the right person will need. And so when you've done all that, the sales process is easy. And then when you're focused on sales over marketing, you're going to spend a lot less time. I think it's so funny because because, you know, a lot we've been taught like a digital marketing landscape. So you know, I've been in the marketing realm for 20 years. That was my major in college. And during those 20 years, life has really changed, right? Like <laughs> we didn't have the internet to this degree. We didn't have social media. And you know, a long time ago, it was a really different world when you were focused on sales and marketing. And I think what happens now is that people are trying to apply these very big strategies for marketing to their very small business. So for instance, most big marketers, when they do a big marketing strategy, they do a social media push, they do an email list, like they are looking to get convert 1%, right? They, they're not looking to convert high, they don't need to because they have, the money, they have the employees, they have the ability to far reach, right, to, to go and target 20,000 people, 2 million people, and get very, very small conversion rates. They have the power behind them to do that. But small businesses and solopreneurs do not have that power behind them. They need everything to be efficient. They need everything to count. They need higher conversion rates. So a lot of times, you know, a lot of my clients will come to me and they'll they'll look at me and say, hey, I want to do this strategy on Instagram. I want to do this big, you know, thing so that I get, you know, a thousand people. And I'm like, okay, how many clients do you need this month? And they're like, Two. I'm like okay, because you know I I definitely work with people who I try to move them into a higher offer so they don't need a lot of clients. But okay, you need two clients. Cool. Who do you know? <laughs> what what relationships do you already have? Where do you go on a daily basis? Are you already in networking groups? Do you already have groups of women that you talk to? Is your target market literally all around you? Okay. Can you have four conversations this week? Like that's it, right? This is that the simplicity of how it can be versus what they're trying to create is a marketing strategy that was originally designed for someone who has no relationships who just wants to go out there and you know hope that one percent
1: converts such a good point and that piece of it just being so complicated when we have to go do the big campaign and the big launch and like all this fancy stuff when that's something that really works like you said for larger companies who have a team of 100 people that are going to actually launch that campaign in or a product based business where it's like there's you know some kind of easy to snatch up product or something that it's like but for so many of us that are really in I think a lot of our listeners uh, you know are service based and there's only so much of you that you can provide and so making it clear that you're going to work with people that have already, they're already in your orbit is what you're saying. Like they're most, like, most likely your next client is someone you've already spoken with. They are not the stranger on the, so, on the other end of the social media thread.
0: That's right. And, and I think, you know, that's one of the things we don't understand in terms of leads as well. Cold leads are really hard to convert. Warm leads are easier. Hot leads are the easiest, right? Like we don't really think about who's already in our vicinity and trust me, I've done this work with thousands of people, so I'm not leading you astray. I've literally seen so many women come to me and they're like, I have no relationships. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no one I can reach out to. I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. And so I literally have this document that I have everyone do called low-hanging fruits. And it helps you just explore Who is right there in your vicinity? What groups are you already in? What are you already involved in? Who do you know? Like, there's so many things untapped in just our current relationships. And so it's really interesting, this whole process. And, you know, there's another really important piece of this that I just want to bring in before we wrap up as well and that is when you are more on the ground when you're really building relationships and you're sales focused one of the cool benefits is what I call the validation process through that those real relationships through real conversations you are building validation around your language around your messaging around your product around your service around your target market there is all this feedback it's like a feedback loop i call it a validation sales feedback loop. And what's so cool about that is that the best marketers in the world, they know their target market. They know the messaging that they're using is effective. Well, you can't know that unless you've done the work, unless you've had that validation process and that sales process to go through so that you really have had that direct feedback that the words you're using, the messaging that you have, the problem that you're solving is relevant to your target market. And so there is this beautiful process of focusing more on relationship building. And then later on, and we're going to talk about that a little bit next week, later on, you can focus on marketing, but it starts with that real ability to build those relationships and do some of that validation process.
1: Absolutely. This is a good reminder for me. I had a little little bit of light bulbs of where I've been overworking. So (laughs) bringing it back to basics. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, and sometimes it's really funny because I'll have my clients who will like, you know, throw out to me what I teach them all the time. Right. Yeah. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah, they're like, Sonia, I had this really great coach one day that told me this. And I'm like, oh, yes, okay. This is something that's so easy to fall into. So it doesn't make us dumb or ignorant or any of that to be falling into these streams of marketing. I still do it. I still have to be cognizant and conscious of what I'm falling into, of what I get carried away, of when my worthy stuff comes up, because it does, of when I've designed something that's misaligned. All of this stuff is relevant no matter where you are in your business or what stage you're in. I'm still dealing with it, but I have some awareness to catch me before I go too far. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you for this five-part series next week. Do you love the topics we're sharing on this show? Would you like to go deeper into them for more personal and business transformation? Do you need the clarity of one-to-one coaching support, but also long for a group of amazing women who are into self-development as part of their business growth? I work with women who are reluctant leaders. They feel a pull to change the world, but they want to break free from the traditional masculine leadership model. They don't like the limelight, they refuse to hustle, and they've almost given up on finding another way. But my Women in the Arena program is another way to grow your business, step into leadership, and break free of what is keeping you limited. I've taken hundreds of women through this course. It is powerful, and it is ending after this year. So if you ever wanted to work with me in a one-to-one capacity, the time is now. If this interests you, visit SonyaStatman.com or reach out to me on any of my socials.